Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. John is the bishop of the Interdenominational Order of Missioners of the Holy Spirit, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Today's lectionary text is from Matthew 22, and it is the parable of the wedding banquet. Parable of the wedding banquet. And the title of this message is Feasting with Jesus. Feasting with Jesus. If you follow an older lectionary schedule of Bible readings, you'll see all these feast days on the church calendar, like the Feast of St. Francis, the Feast of the Nativity. What's that called? Another name for it? Christmas, yes. All these feast days. And so, feasting with Jesus. As we think about feasting with Jesus, and this passage from Matthew 22, the word inclusion comes to mind. Inclusion. Inclusion is a hot button topic, especially in light of progressive ideology. DEI is everywhere today. It stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. As someone who works in the public schools, I had to do DEI training. Also, there is not only progressive political ideology, there is progressive theological ideology. It's the, the theology of universalism or inclusionistic soteriology. It's a fancy way of saying everybody gets saved. Christ doesn't reject anybody, even Satanists. Some of them go so far as to say Christ doesn't even reject Satan himself. Now, those of you who have listened to me for a few messages will know that I'm not in that camp, right? (laughs) But, that being said, I think inclusion is a good thing. Don't you? I think some of you can identify with me that it hurts being excluded. Can you remember... Can you remember maybe the first time you were excluded and how it felt? It's surprising as I minister to people how many childhood memories people still hold close to their heart and many times hurts upon their hearts. I remember in elementary school, I I had a, a single mom as a family, single parent family. The other kids had nuclear families. We were poor, they were rich. And in elementary school, I never got invited to birthday parties, even though kids would play with me on the playground and play sports in my sports leagues, is that I got excluded from those birthday parties. And and folks, it hurt. It hurt. And over the years, there's been other times where I've had to deal with rejection. But I can tell you this, if that's you, if you're listening to me today and you, you feel like maybe if you look back on the train tracks of your life is that there are mileposts of rejection 
on that highway, on that road, on that train track. I can tell you this, is that God is not that way. Our Lord Jesus Christ doesn't play that way. In verse 9, the King, our Heavenly Father, says, go to the street corners and invite those to the banquet. Anyone you find. So the servants went out and gathered all the people they could find. Here's how inclusive God is, is that not only does He invite good people, but the Scripture reading says that He invited bad people. Nobody got excluded. It was all inclusive. That's how God rolls. That's how He does things. He's an inclusive God. Now, I've been accused of being an exclusive fundamentalist. I'm an exclusivist, people have told me. But I want to state, I want to state to anyone listening to me today that whatever your ideology is, whatever your theology is, here's mine, is that the human race is invited to my Father's house. The human race is invited to my Lord and Savior's table. He doesn't exclude anybody. The invitation is open to all. Especially who Jesus talked about as the least of these. The broken. The hurting. The outcast. The hated. The low-cased of this world. The poor, as Jesus said. Blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Hey, the Father loves you. The Father loves you. The Father loves you and He's invited you. He's invited you to come into His house and to sit at the feast, at the table of His Son, Jesus. That's pretty great, isn't it? Isn't that great? But I know there has to be some skeptical people out there listening to me. And you're probably thinking this. What's the catch? <laughs> What's the catch? Maybe you just tuned into this podcast and you got this far and you're thinking, okay, when's he going to start asking for money now? Yeah, you get in. Now send me a few bucks. No, that's where I'm not, I'm not heading there. Not heading there. But I guess if there has to be a catch, there is a little bit of a catch. And here it is, folks. Sure, everybody's invited. I mean, everybody's invited so much that Jesus died. He gave His life. He gave His blood, His soul, His humanity, His divinity so that you could be invited. But here's His catch. is that if and when you come, you're going to have to change clothes. You're going to have to change clothes. Listen to this in verse 11 of Matthew 22. The King, God the Father, here's at the banquet now, and He notices a man not wearing wedding clothes. And the King asked, 
how did you get in without wedding clothes, friend? The Scripture says the man was absolutely speechless. And the king says this, tie him hand and foot, throw him outside into darkness where there will be weeping and the gnashing of teeth. I don't know about you, but isn't that harsh? That sounds harsh to me. That sounds harsh to me. And I can imagine maybe you're listening to this and your reaction to that passage of Scripture is really, really, just because the guy wasn't wearing the right clothes is that he gets thrown out into outer darkness, bound hand and foot? Just because he isn't wearing the right clothes. Hey, there's a deeper issue here. It's not just that he isn't wearing the right clothes. The deeper issue is that he is not willing to change. He's not willing to change. St. Augustine's, or Augustine if you will, his commentary on this passage of Scripture is that in this parable, that those who came were those who were suddenly invited. They came off the street. They didn't have time to change. And St. Augustine says that we can assume that since they were on the street corners, they were probably in dirty clothes. But when they came to the wedding feast, they were offered a wash and a brand new pair of white clothes. St. Augustine says that this person who was caught without clothes at the wedding feast, who got thrown out, the problem isn't that he just wasn't wearing the clothes, is that he wasn't even willing to wash and to change. In the early baptism liturgy of the church, the new disciples would come into the waters of baptism where they would be washed. They would be immersed in the baptismal waters where their sins would be washed away and they would die with Christ and be buried with Christ and be raised with Christ into a newness of life. And when they came out of the water, they were dried carefully and they were given a brand new set of baptismal garments. White robes. White robes. And once they put on the white robes, you know where they were led? To the Eucharistic table. To the feast. Before they were baptized, before they were washed, before they died and were buried and had been identified with Christ, they couldn't be at the table of the Lord. It's only when they were willing to wash and to change. Now many of you, many of you have been baptized with the Lord in the waters of baptism and you've got this great perfect garment of salvation upon you, and it's perfectly spotless, you need to remember this. 
Never take your salvation for granted. Always, always, Paul says, to clothe yourselves with Christ. Never lay that garment of salvation down. Never put it aside. And some of you, some of you are faithful and you're still wearing that baptismal garment, that spiritual baptismal garment, that garment of salvation, and it is going to stay perfectly pure and white all of eternity, but in this life, even though you're wearing a spotless baptismal salvation garment, underneath you're pretty dirty. You got dirtied up along the way. You got to take that garment off and get washed again. Not rebaptized, but you've got to you've got to be cleansed again by the power of the Lord through confession, through repentance, through reconciliation. And you've, you've got to get clean again and then you can put it back on. You can put it back on. I have a pastor friend and we were talking once and he said to me, John, you are unconventional <laughs> because you're always into something different. You're just unconventional. And that was, that was my friend Rich's way of, of saying I was weird. <laughs> I was a little weird. And i got to admit to you all today that I, I like being a little weird. I like being a little different. And I think one of the reasons if we're going to do some like maybe deep psychoanalysis today during this homily is that I have faced a lot of rejection in life. Early on, and it's continued. I've faced a lot of rejection, so that's probably why I not only am a little different, but I really have a heart for weird people. Oftentimes, people who are unconventional, who are different, are people who have also faced a lot of rejection in their life. But as much as, as I've enjoyed being different, or as the old 60s song that I've enjoyed marching to the beat of a different drum. Thank you, Linda Wronstad. <laughs> Is that that didn't stop me. That didn't stop me from changing clothes so that I could feast with Jesus. See, when I realized who Jesus was, when I realized that what He was offering to do for me and with me, and when I realized that He was offering and inviting me to come into His Father's house to become a son and child of God and to join Him at the feast of His table, I cast off my unconventional clothes and put on a brand new set of unconventional clothes. I put on my baptismal garment. Gladly and willingly. It didn't stop me because I was unconventional. Think about this. Please don't be offended. My intent is to help you. But what is stopping you from changing and putting on the garment of salvation and accepting Christ's invitation to join Him at His table? Honestly, for some of you, you're eating at another table and you're liking the cuisine. 
Maybe it's the table of your boyfriend. The table of your girlfriend. The table of your mistress. Your adulterous affair. Maybe it's the table of your greed. Maybe it's a certain kind of lifestyle. You're in with some folks. And maybe they've faced a lot of rejection and they're different and you say, I can't leave them. That's my community. Well, I can tell you this. When you come into the Father's house, He gives you a brand new community. And you get to sit at the table of the Son of God. Some of you are having trouble changing and putting on that baptismal garment and keeping it on because you're addicted. You're enslaved to something. You're enslaved to pornography. You're enslaved to drugs or to alcohol or God knows what else you could be enslaved to. Enslaved to the fear of human beings. Some of you just might have a rebellious attitude. I don't need that. Some of you may be like the people in this parable because there was a group that first got invited and all of them were basically too busy to come. And I meet a lot of people like that today in America that they all kind of have the same story when I talk to them is that they, they say, I'm too busy to come right now, but I'll do it later. Let me just address that. If that's you, I'm too busy now, but eventually I will. You'll never come. Don't kid yourself. If you're not ready to come now, you won't come a month from now. You won't come six months from now. I have seen people in their 90s die in their sins, die without accepting the invitation into the Father's house and the Feast of Christ's table because they waited too long. And to their dying breath, they were telling me, I'm just not ready. But the good news, the good news is that Jesus is waiting for you. Not at the Father's house, but at the baptismal pool. Where He's going he's gonna to have open arms and when He sees you and you come up to the edge of that pool, to that lake, to that river, to that baptistry, Christ's arms are wide open. He's going to grab you. He's going to hug you. He's going to go into the water with you. He's going to go under it and up out of it with you and you will be changed. And then He'll grab you by the hand, wrap you in that garment for His wedding feast and you will go into the Father's house and join Him at His Eucharistic table in this life and in the table of the wedding feast of the Lamb in the kingdom to come. I hope that's exciting to you. I hope that's exciting to you. But if it's not, whatever you decide to do today, friend, whatever you decide to do today, you can't say you weren't invited. May our Lord and Savior Himself, Jesus Christ, give you a deeper and fuller revelation of who He is so that you will recognize His invitation. You will change. Put on your garment of salvation and join Him in the Father's house and at the table of the Lord. Amen.
You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Amen.